Welcome to the Nasrud Podcast, where Nasrud talks about movies, a place where movies are discussed. Friends, I went to see Wonder Woman today. I'm a little late to the party. I noticed there's a lot of uh, women at the party. Hello, ladies. I, uh, I, I'm, I apologize. I'm late. I, I like to think that I'm fashionably late to this party, but I'm here. I went to see it this morning, and uh, in the spirit of a uh, you know box office success directed by a woman, uh, a film that is female centric, as they say, uh, and you know stars a woman, and it's a woman thing. I decided to also see a film directed by Penelope Spheris called Suburbia, just sort of in that spirit. And you know we're going to talk about both of these films. But what did I think of Wonder Woman? Um, and I don't think I'm going to talk spoilers. I think this might be a quick one. I really enjoyed it. I loved it. It was a win for DC. Finally, a win for DC. You know, if you go back and listen to, uh, you know, the podcast where I talk about Batman v Superman, I say I liked it, but I was full aware that a lot of people hate it. And I really think, you know, DC may ask me, because I'm just so great, like, hey, Nas, why do you do a Marvel? Why have you begun doing this Marvel mega cast when the Marvel movies come out? Like, for instance, Spider Man Homecoming is coming out. I'm going to do a Marvel mega cast with Jesse Sanchez and I and uh, Interdimensional Alex, and we're all going to talk about it. And maybe a few other people it would be a whole party. Why do you do the Marvel mega cast, but you don't do like a DC mega cast? How come it's just you talking about Wonder Woman, and why aren't you making it a big party? Well, I'll tell you. You got to earn it, DC. Marvel, they know what they're doing. They're very good at what they do. They have, they're very on point, DC. Don't be jealous, but, you know, if you're, and don't feel bet down on yourself that, that on this podcast we don't do a, a DC mega cast, and we would call it something else, something starting with a D. Don't feel bad. Don't, don't get down on yourself. Marvel has been doing it longer than you in terms of the extended universe and um, they've been doing it longer than you. They're just better. It's just natural. They're they're like you know. Even though I I feel like the co the comic company DC was allowed around longer than Marvel, in terms of the movies, they're they're doing very well. DC. And so the reason I don't do a DC mega cast or whatever I would call it is because you got to get on the ball. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, DC. And I don't I don't 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 take this the wrong way. Like you you kind of got to get on the ball. But I will say, with Wonder Woman, you're on the ball, my friend. You, you are on the fast track to having your own uh, podcast episodes where I invite all my friends or a chunk of my friends and we talk about your movies because Wonder Woman was beautiful. It was wonderful. And I will give my ice cream cone uh, rating after I uh, give all my thoughts on it. The reason I liked it so much, and I will give other thoughts, like I spoke to a girl uh, at the weed place that Interdimensional Alex works at because I was picking up something, and I spoke to her. She gave some very interesting points. I will give those. I went to see it with my friend, and he hated it. And I will give his points. And he's a younger guy. He's like 23. He's, you know, like a, uh, he's, 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 he's a younger guy. So I will give his perspective because, you know, I'm older than him. So maybe this will be a balanced thing. And then we're going to talk about suburbia. But basically, the reason why I liked Wonder Woman, why I enjoyed it quite a bit, 
And you have to know, you know, I'm 34 years old. So when I was a kid, they would show Wonder Woman reruns on TV. Wonder Woman has always been a big thing, you know, for me and stuff. I mean, not like a big thing, but it's just, it's one of those things you're very highly aware of them, you know, and I've always been aware of Wonder Woman. I've always loved her and I've always wanted her to be my wife. And the reason why I enjoyed this film so much was because they allowed Wonder Woman to be wonderful. It's as simple as that. She was truly a wonder. She was, I mean, apart from the obvious thing, she's beautiful because I'm a guy and blah, 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 and all that stupid bullshit. Forget about that. She was wonderful. She had, she had a dynamic personality. She was nice. She wanted to spend time with her and she was funny and she, you know, I, 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 that's the bottom line. That's why I liked it because she was wonderful. Now, when I went to go see the film, I did notice, again, there were lots of women in the audience, and that's great, you know, like, and, and, uh, but what, something happened that I think I should share for the sake of uh, disclosure, I don't know, for the sake of whatever, but I think I should share this because it was kind of interesting. We, me and my friend, we, my friend and I, we, we go to see the movie. I sit down. And, you know, usually I buy the tickets when I go with someone, and it's not because I'm such a great guy and I'm just generous and I want to buy the tickets. It's because if I buy the tickets and I go with more than one person, I can control, like, I can sit between my two friends so I don't have to sit next to anybody that I don't know. Because, I mean, I think we can all agree that sitting next to someone you don't know is one of the, not the greatest parts of going to the movies. But, you know, if you love cinema, you you deal with it. You know what I mean? And so... I go and I get my favorite seats, D6, D7, or whatever, in the D row, and I sit down, and it, the, the trailers had already begun, so I couldn't see next to me, but, and my friend went to go get snacks, and so I sit, and I see that our seats are between two women, like two females, right? And so I make a quick decision, okay, which uh, female am I going to sit next to? Because, I mean, listen, it's uncomfortable for me to sit next to someone I don't know, but I can be super sympathetic for a woman sitting next to a man she doesn't know. You know what I mean? I mean, just the real talk, you know what I mean? And so I sit next to the one that's like further from the one that I'm sitting. And then the other thing is when I sit next to a woman that I don't know, I, uh, I don't i i have to not look i can't look in that direction because i don't want her to think that i'm checking her out or anything you know what i mean because again it's uncomfortable for me it's uncomfortable for 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 her and it's just one of those things you know what i mean and the other thing is like i went to go see this at what i call the chill theater there are the i've been to all kinds of theaters in la and stuff like that and you know, there are the theaters at the promenade and you got to park in the parking structure and pay for parking and then go walk down the promenade and, and go to the theater or go to the arc light or whichever one of those theaters you're going to. And then the theater that I call the Chill Theater, it's in Marina Del Rey. It's by a Barnes and Nobles. You just park and you 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 park anywhere in the in the parking lot. It's not a big structure and you just mosey on down to the theater. It's like 10 feet to the theater you know what i mean but the drawback of that is that the the seats are not like super spaced out there's still those nice leather amc seats but they're not they're, they're a little closer together than the ones on the promenade they, and, and you you can't uh recline them or anything like that so i sit down 
I'm sitting next to this this shadow of a female, okay? And in my head, I think I'm sitting next to like a petite Asian girl because I, I can only see from the corner of my eye. But in my uh, mind, I think, okay, I'm sitting next to this petite Asian girl and she's with her boyfriend or something. So whatever, you know, she had a bag of trail mix in in the, the cup holder. And as I sat down, she, she moved it because it was in my cup holder. And so the movie starts... And she starts eating the trail mix. And when she's eating it, I can hear very, very, very loudly the... It's like, you know, like popcorn gives just a slight crunch. It doesn't... It's not a like a crunch in stereo like like would happen with the with trail mix in this case, and she's eating the trail mix and she's eating it rather loud and I start getting a little not a little I get a lot annoyed. One time when Kong Skull Island came out, I went to go see it with my brother and my friend, and. Uh, my brother, we snuck in snacks and stuff. Like, but I snuck in like those little jelly Coca Cola things. You know what I mean? And I snuck those in. So those don't make noise. Those just go like they're just squishy noises, and it's mostly in 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 my mouth. It's not outside. And my brother took chips, and my brother starts eating the chips. And after the movie, I sort of said, "Hey, dude, not cool." Don't do the, I didn't I didn't chastise him or anything but I sort of mentioned that like it's a little rude to take something to I mean if you got to sneak in food sneak in food it's expensive out there at the theaters you know what I mean like a popcorn and a soda that's 12 bucks I understand you want to sneak in food sneak in food but trail mix or chips I don't think they mix good with the cinema experience for other people because they make such loud crunchy noises and so this girl was just snacking away on on the trail mix and in my head at two things a I think if I was with Jesse Sanchez who's done the podcast and you know and I've told this story before one time we went to see uh, Your Name this anime movie and this couple was talking like 10 seconds into the movie and Jesse just turns around and he's like can we please just watch the movie please and they just shut the fuck up if I was with Jesse maybe he might have said something but the thing you have to understand about me I am a I'm a peaceful guy. If someone attacks me, I will defend myself. But I'm not gonna. I don't. I didn't want to ruin this girl's experience of of watching this film, which was directed by a woman and it stars a woman and it's a, a woman thing. And you know, I didn't want to ruin that. In my head, I thought, okay, well, it's cool that I have the podcast. I love th- this is part of the reason why I love the podcast. I can go and just complain about it, and it's like a interesting content for for this episode or whatever, you know. And I, in my head, I thought, you know, I wish, I wish I could say, madam, I get it. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a female movie. It's your superhero movie, and you're excited, and you wanted to bring a snack, and you didn't want to pay the twelve dollars or whatever. But trail mix, it's it's very loud. It, I, it's it's the 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 crunchiness is taking me out of the movie, and it's making me think about complaining on my podcast. But I don't complain. I didn't say anything. And then here's the thing, okay? Because th- this story all has a point, okay? She stopped eating the trail mix, okay? And 
I did not at any point even look at her because I didn't want her to think. I didn't want to ruin her experience of this wonder, wonderful Wonder Woman movie, okay? I just didn't want to do that. You know what I mean? And so the movie ends, and I did, when the movie ended, I sort of glanced over to see, like, okay, who was this person that was kind of ruining my, my experience of the movie? And then I glanced over, and then I left before the credits, because I heard that there was no uh, post-credit sequence for, for this. I could be wrong. If there was, uh, I, I, fuck, that sucks that I missed it. But, so I go outside... And I caught a glimpse of the gentleman that she was with, but I couldn't see the girl, right? I couldn't see who it was or whatever. And I didn't care at this point. I go outside and I'm waiting for my friend. And I see the guy that she was with and I see the girl and it was like a a 10-year-old girl. It wasn't a petite Asian girl. It was like a 10-year-old little girl and she was like with her dad or her older brother or something. And she smiled at me. Like, she recognized me from inside the theater, and she smiled at me. And then I thought, that is so good that I didn't say anything. You know what I mean? Because if I did say something, okay, apart from the fact that it's a kid, that's such a dick move to be like, hey, stop eating your trail mix. That girl was experiencing a film that is that is currently making history in terms it's a it's a big it's a big thing for girls you know what i mean this wonder woman it's it's a big deal and you could poke holes in it and you can say this and you can say that and there are some things that i will get to when i talk about my uh, lady friend's uh, opinion of it that that i talked to at the weed place and my friend who uh, my other friend my my young man friend who hated it uh, completely um I'm glad I didn't ruin her experience of Wonder Woman. I'm glad I, I, I didn't complain about her eating the trail mix. Because I really hope, this is my honest hope, that that girl who, who smiled at me so, so nicely, like she didn't have to smile at me. That was such a nice thing to, to do. I hope she becomes Wonder Woman. In fact, I hope... Any girl that that is going to see this movie or any girl that is in the audience or any girl that is just a girl or whatever, whether they like the movie or hated the movie or they agree. I hope all girls become Wonder Women. That would be wonderful. And look, I don't like to say like any like feminist ideas or anything like because I don't want to appear to be one of those guys that believes that just because I think women should have equal rights and should have their own thing and they should be able to, you know, like, just be like guys, basically, and do their own thing, and and and, and be women, and, and be them, and, and be free. I don't want to seem like one of those guys that just because he thinks that he, he, and he says it, he expects some sort of pat on the back. Like, oh, yeah, that's great that you don't think like a caveman, or you don't think like a member of ISIS. That's not a big deal. I think every guy should be like that. But I honestly, my, my, my moral of the story is, I hope that little girl grows up to become Wonder Woman, and I, on that same token, I hope she kind of doesn't take trail mix to the theater in future, uh, uh, event, in future, uh, you know, movie releases, uh, because other people will not be as uh, pacifistic as I was about it. And they might be a little jerky about it, and I'd hate to see that little girl, you know, go through anything unpleasant. Okay, so let me go through a few of the things. Hold on, let me sip some coffee here. I've been talking up a storm about this Wonder Woman. I love Wonder Woman. Again, I'm going to give my ice cream cone ratings after I sip this coffee, okay? Mm. Good coffee. Okay. Now, as you know, or as you may not know, 
on this podcast in which we celebrate films. We give films ratings on the scale of 1 to 10 ice cream cones. If the film completely blows us away, we give it an ice cream sundae. And if the film gave us mixed feelings, meaning it took us to highs, but it also had lows and were kind of split, it's a banana split. And so the rating that I give Wonder Woman, directed by Patty Jenkins, is nine ice cream cones. Thank you. That's my rating. That's my rating. And again, um, and one thing I want to mention, ratings are completely arbitrary. It's just a fun thing to do on the podcast, give an ice cream cone rating. It's kind of fun. You know what I mean? I, I, I enjoyed it. I really did. Let me tell you what. Uh, okay. Let me, I'll first say what my friend's reaction. My friend didn't like it that much because I feel like there wasn't much for him to sort of relate to it was very female centric and and you know the one guy in it is a soldier and my friend is a biochemistry major he's not a soldier at all but he's a good guy right but he didn't like it he didn't enjoy it he he uh, you know in fact i can't even remember his specific reasons i think maybe he said the action wasn't quite there and this and that and he just thought it was dumb he didn't like it and to which i say you know that's his opinion and you know uh, these these superhero films they're they're candy and i think if you don't like a specific one even if you like all the other ones i just think it's like you don't like that specific kind of candy like in the case of my friend i feel like he just doesn't like smarties and these are smarties or whatever okay i went to go get some hash from the weed place some you know like weed based hash nothing crazy druggy or whatever i went to go get some and i had points at the weed place and i go there and Al interdimensional Alex wasn't there, and uh, this this really this awesome girl was there, and I don't want to give her name because I'm I'm not sure if she she was cool she's cool with me uh, saying her name, but you know I was at the weed place a couple days ago before I saw the film, and she said okay I I saw it I just want to know what you thought, and she said I ha she said that, and she said go see it and you tell me and I'll tell you what I thought and stuff because I did have some issues and I was wondering oh what are her issues and then so then today I go see the movie and then I go pick up some hash and stuff and I said okay I saw it what what were your thoughts she said overall she liked it she said it was good you know to to, to have something that was kind of like you know with the main female protagonist and stuff like that but one of the issues she said was, A, she wished that the entire film took place on the island. Like, or not the entire film, but or maybe she, she said she wished that a huge chunk of it took place on the island. And it was truly female-centric. Because once Wonder Woman gets off the island, we're kind of in a man's world with the World War II and all that stuff. The other thing, which I kind of got to I agree with this other point was this was and you know what at this point i'm gonna i'm gonna we're gonna talk spoilers and uh no actually i don't think this is spoilery i think if you if you know anything about cinema if you go to movies a lot you're gonna know that this kind of thing is gonna come up but there is a romantic angle in the film and she said that it would have been better if it was unspoken and i kind of agree i have to say that i agree with that because it would have been it would have made Wonder Woman an almost tragic character, which I don't know if that's her essence or whatever. 
And it would have been, it, I, I think it would have been powerful with what transpires in the film, you know, in the climax and all that stuff. But that was her opinion. Real interesting little tidbit about Wonder Woman. Did you know that uh, it was created by a guy that was super into S&M? And so, like, in the old comics, there were always, like, drawings of her in bound in rope and this and that. And that's where the rope comes from and all that stuff. Well, that was Wonder Woman. Uh, nine, I think uh, I gave it nine ice cream cones out of ten. It could have been an ice cream sundae, but you know it's a superhero movie. It's a it's a good it's a good ice cream social, as I like to say. But let's talk a little bit. Uh, let's switch gears. Let's talk a little bit about this movie that I just saw called Suburbia. And uh, a little uh, let's let's uh, spin a little narrative around this film. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was at the promenade with the with a dear friend of mine, a friend from high school. And I hope he can one day come come on the podcast because uh, he's awesome. And we were at we were at the promenade. We were just hanging out, and this new place opened up, which was amazing to me. And it was called Monster Books or something. I I, I kind of forgot the name, but it was just amazing to me that a bookshop bookstore would open, and it was like a used bookstore where you can buy and sell used books, and you can also buy and sell CDs, and you can buy and sell records, and you can buy and sell DVDs, which is my lifeblood. And so I went into this store, and I sort of like, you know, went through the selection. At the time, the DVDs were not uh, alphabetized. I hope they are now because I plan on going back there very many times. But, uh, you know, I was going through the DVDs and stuff and I found a DVD of a movie that I had been meaning to see for a while called Suburbia, directed by Penelope Spheris. And Penelope Spheris is, you know, we're talking about, you know, Patty Jenkins, congratulations, you made Wonder Woman and stuff. And I thought, you know, like I said, in the spirit of a woman, a, a movie directed by a woman, I thought it would be cool to sort of like throw out this little recommendation and stuff. Because I saw this movie today, I really enjoyed it. And the thing is, um, the DVD, the movie is a Roger Corman production. And you know Roger Corman. If you don't know Roger Corman, look him up, okay? And the DVD was part of this uh, thing from Roger Corman's company. It's called the Director Series. Because, you know, a lot of directors, notable, well-known, really great directors, have started with him. Jonathan Demme, bless his soul, Ron Howard, Martin Scorsese, Francis Ford Coppola. Lots of people have started with him. And so they released these director series of, of notable directors that have, you know, made their first films with them. And I guess at this point, this film was made in 1983. Penelope Spheris made this documentary about the punk scene called The Decline of Western Civilization. And, you know, I guess she made music videos. She made the Queen music video. And she's really OG at this point. You know what I mean? She she made Wayne's World. That was like her seventh film and stuff like that. And I guess after the decline of Western civilization, she made this film for Roger Corman. And the thing that's cool about the movie is that, you know, Roger Corman is Roger Corman. There's a, there's a certain level of production to his films. I think you know what I'm talking about. They're not, they're not multi-million dollar productions. They're cheapy films and stuff. But the thing is, like, the, the, the beauty of the art seeps through with time with his films. And I'm looking forward to, like, seeing the, his, his recent output in 10 years to see how they've aged. Like, I don't know, like... Uh, Sharktopus or whatever the fuck he's making right now. You know what I mean? But I love Roger Corman movies, but it's it's cool to see like I don't know, like Caged Heat by Jonathan Demi and know that that's a 
Oscar winning director. You know what I mean? And for me, it was interesting watching this Penelope Sphere, like this first narrative film of Penelope, feature film of Penelope Spheres, because, you know, when I was a kid, I loved Wayne's World and I, I, I loved Wayne's World and stuff like that. But I also had this interest in punk and you know i was just that kind of kid so it's just naturally interesting to me but like so basically the thing that's cool about the movie is that it's called suburbia it's about these burnout fuck up punk kids in suburbia and it's very authentic she, i think she cast actual punk people in the roles to to get that authentic vibe and stuff like that and one thing i have to say about penelope spheris is I think after Suburbia, or I, I actually I know it was after Suburbia. She made a film that really shaped me as a as a boy, as a baby, really. And I've been curious to. I'm one day I'm gonna f relocate it and find it and watch it just so I see it's not that big of a deal. But like, and I've mentioned this little thing on the podcast before. When I was four, my mom used to go to this laundromat. And this woman used to project movies on, like, a movie screen, basically, at the laundromat. And she, she owned the laundromat. And I was three to four to five. Like, I was that age, you know what I mean? Like, I saw Untouchables. And I just... It was, like, one of the first movies that I remembered, The Untouchables. And she... There was this movie that she put on, and it disturbed me for the longest time it was called the boys next door and it was directed by penelope spheris and it was Char starring charlie sheen and this other guy and you know of course it was when they were young and stuff and it's about these two fuck up kids and they they want to go to la or something and they go just like kind of on this killing spree and stuff and it was really really disturbing for my young three to four to five years i think i was three or four but like you know my young mind just seeing these bloody scenes and not really even knowing what blood was you know like nobody just kind of being exposed to that really shaped me as a filmmaker and as an artist in the sense that i don't know i mean i like to disturb people with my art and maybe that's because my first impressions of cinema were films that I found highly disturbing and The Boys Next Door was one of those and the reason why I mentioned The Boys Next Door is that there's a scene that made me kind of queasy in suburbia where it's at the beginning and they're at this punk club and this kind of cute girl is like next to this guy and the guy says I want to fuck your brains out but you don't have any brains like he says something like that and all these guys start ripping her clothes off. And it makes you queasy. Because, I mean, you know, sexual violence is, of course, terrible and stuff. But I think on the spectrum of, of sexual violence, a group thing is super disturbing. Like, there, there's just something absolutely vile and disgusting. I mean, all sexual violence, of course, is vile and disgusting. But a group thing makes it, for some reason, maybe it's just me, it just makes it even more disturbing. And so... That's the world that you're hanging out with in, in this movie, Suburbia. But the thing is, if you stick with the whole movie, it's kind of touching that these kids form a family and they sort of, you know, and it's sort of, it's one of those movies where the characters kind of talk like this, like, by the year 2000, there's going to be nothing but like mutants everywhere and everybody's going to be fucking killing each other. Like the, the characters, they're just so fucking cool and this and that, you know, like, and it's again, it's interesting watching this Roger Corman uh, uh, production and seeing Penelope Spheris 
funnel her obsession with the counterculture into the film like this this whole punk thing and stuff it's an ultimate punk film and behind the cover of the dvd uh by the way i did i mention my friend what happened when i saw the dvd i didn't buy it and then my friend because he's just an awesome guy he bought it for me so thanks friend but uh you know and he bought it i he gave it to me like a couple days ago and i was like okay i'll watch this for the podcast but behind the cover of the dvd there's a little message from Roger Corman and he talks a little bit about the film and I just want to read what he says about it because I think that's interesting and I think, you know, uh, hopefully you're some girl and you're getting into the cinema of Penelope Spheris and I think Suburbia is a good place to start. But here, this is Roger Corman. Quite a few directors share and reflect the youthful rebellion and pop culture of their own generation. Penelope Spheris is unique in that she uses her counterculture sympathies to explore the lives, music, and attitudes of the younger generation. You can see this in her movies. After documenting the punk scene in The Decline of Western Civilization, she made Suburbia for me, in which she explored the world of alienated suburban teenagers and later had a huge hit with Wayne's World. And that's Roger Corman. And that's what he says about Suburbia. I highly encourage anybody to just go through Penelope Spheris' filmography. I'm incredibly embarrassed to say that I have never seen The Decline of Western Civilization, but after watching Suburbia, I am super looking forward to it super 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 looking forward to it one little thing about wonder woman that i just want to mention uh that is the reason why i gave it uh, uh, such a high rating apart from the fact that they allowed wonder woman to be wonderful i like the message of the film which was love love is the way or some fucking shit. I don't remember, but it was kind of like, it was, that was the message, I think. It was about love. Love is important. And at the end, you know, I don't, I'm not spoiling anything, but Wonder Woman kind of realizes that, that human beings, we are very nuanced creatures. We have the yin and yang within us. And the one thing that cuts through our darkness is love. And I think that's beautiful. And I hope one day Wonder Woman comes alive and marries me so that's it that's the show that's wonder woman go watch suburbia it's awesome penelope spheris we love you patty jenkins congratulations and that's the show follow me on twitter at mr nasred follow me on instagram at mr dot email me at nasredpodcast at gmail.com and visit me at nasred.com for all of your nasred needs and please do like share and subscribe on itunes and leave me a beautiful review and buy a wild seven productions t-shirt 10 percent of the proceeds go to children incorporated goodbye my wonderful superhero super fantastic women friends 